I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And thanks to the help you get from ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, you can keep it running too. Uh, good morning. Welcome to CCO's Car Care Show. Dan has uh, helped us out. I keep saying it, but it's got to be 20 some odd years now. Uh, Tony's our measuring. Yeah, that's down. true. He'll be twenty-three. So there you <laughs> yeah. go. Uh, you you were had a little time off. Good morning, by the Good way. Good morning. Well, nice thank to, you. Nice to have you back yeah. here. You were uh, quite a ways from uh, CCO. Long ways from home. I've never been that far away from home. We, I was in Japan for the week. So, uh, how did you like that? Besides the flight, it's, it's sure very very impressive culture. It was beautiful. It was neat and clean and and uh, friendly people, friendly and polite. And uh, I think I think we could learn a few things from the Japanese culture. Mm. Uh, it was wonderful. I learned, learned to eat sushi. You and, did uh, use chopsticks. And, How about yeah. that? <laughs> Which for uh, you know a car repairing guy is a little yeah. bit out of my box. Yeah, but, uh, it is. Well, I went with my son Ben and and. Uh, and uh, he showed me around. We looked at some dealerships while we were over there. And, uh-huh. and uh, uh, there's so many people. There, there's very, very few cars. And, and, uh, but people who do have cars, of course, need a place to park them. And they've got all sorts of clever ways to put them in, in uh, different storage silos. And efficient they, uses. They space. use elevators yeah. and put the car wow. into, a, like, into a closet, you know, up and down. And, and yeah, it's really impressive. So, uh, and the, you said the food was good. Food was fabulous. Now, yeah. Ben, for those that don't know, your son is also in the uh, uh, business as you are. He, he is. He's in the car repair business, and he's actually an excellent chef. You know, he made, oh, he made his way through college doing that. So I so have no idea. He taught me all about food while I was over there, which oh. was really fun. And we spent a couple of days skiing up north. And, and How was uh, the snow in Japan? Tons of snow. Really? Yeah, yeah. that's kind of becoming the the hip new place in the world to go skiing. Uh which is the other reason we went there was for a little ski time. All right. Yeah. Sushi, huh? Sushi, yeah. I know, Chopsticks. I know all about it. i got to have to practice that. I still have trouble <laughs> with those things. My grandkids could do it. I thought it's time I learned. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Well, it's good to have you back. And yeah. uh, if you, uh, our listeners uh, can uh, get some advice if before they bring in their vehicle, car, truck, van, whatever the case is, if you're having problems and you have to bring it in to your favorite dealer or your favorite shop, why don't you give us a call or give Dan a text, send Dan a text, and uh, he could probably give you uh, some advice that what may be wrong so you'll be armed with a little more information that you may not have had before. I mentioned earlier, Dan, and I'm noticing, as you probably are, some of your customers, potholes. They're coming out. I had uh, at least three or four yesterday where cars came in with really? the tires. They hit a pothole and the sidewall of the tire got cut and it ruined the tire and I have not had to uh, replace or rebuild any rims but but uh, that's coming too. It's coming. Yeah so that's one thing maybe we should talk just a little bit about is know that that if you do hit a pothole and the wheel you know that the, these cars all have these really good looking low profile uh, tires on yes. them and and they're they're uh, dangerous with potholes because it it uh, wrecks the tire and it bends the wheel. And 
Uh, and those should, wheels aren't cheap either. Well, they aren't cheap, but the good news is there's uh, several outfits here in, in uh, the Twin Cities that uh, repair those wheels mm. and, and repair them, resurface them, remanufacture them. If, it, yeah, if, it, uh, uh, if they've only bent to a certain point, they can be straightened and repaired rather than replacing them, which is much, much cheaper. You know, those oh, wheels can be $1,000. It gets ridiculous. It really does. <laughs> yeah. And tires too. Tires too, yeah. 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 All right, six five. I didn't give you the phone number. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you have a car care kind of question, you don't have to be a motorhead either. Just to give us a call or send a text. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. The text number, by the way, if that's easier, send Dan a text at eight one eight zero seven. Keep in mind, Dan will be here for about another thirty minutes when we welcome Jack Farrell and his wine chat. So don't wait. If you have a, a question, uh, shoot it to us by phone. Or send a text as well. Uh, let's see. Pete is first up here calling from Forest Lake. Good morning, Pete. How can we help you? Well, I've got a kind of an odd problem. I've got a 2003 Chevy Silverado, and my Basset Hound chewed through the passenger's side seatbelt. <sighs> I've seen that before. Really? Yeah. We uh, When I've seen it before is when a... When a uh, Bigger dog probably has done it, huh? A bigger dog, and and uh, the 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 uh, customer and the kids all got out to go to the park and left the dog in the car, and the dog got mad and he chewed <laughs> through all of the seatbelts. Oh, all, all of them! My, my 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 driver's side is is uh, got a few teeth marks and is weak, but <laughs> but he just happened to chew chew through the through through the driver's side, and I'm just kind of wondering. Uh, what to do? Well, it, it, you know that, that the driver's seat or the seat belt assembly is is uh, replaceable. They're yeah. they're available and but and, it's uh, integral into a seat. Well, it is, and so that makes it a little bit complicated uh, to replace. But but uh, it can be done and is done, and maybe isn't as bad uh, as you may be thinking uh, as far as actually replacing it. But uh, but of course, you have to have it. It needs to be operating if you're going to have passengers in the car and so uh so it's going to have to be done but uh, yeah. but they're available we you know the, the the most common reason for us to replace them is not that the dog has chewed through it the most common reason is that the uh that the recoil fails there's oh, a spring yeah. in there and so uh so we replace them quite frequently actually so wow. so d- don't worry about it. it needs to be fixed and and yeah, love your dog, dog anyway <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that dog Chew through all of the seatbelts yeah, in that, yeah. that case that you heard them. Wow. They, they get kind of finicky, don't they? Oh, they do. Tell you what, before we break, Janice is calling from uh, Minneapolis. Janice, thank you. What can we do for you today? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I have a 2003 Mercury Mountaineer. I just love the car. But um, when I start it initially, um, it revs for about 12 seconds, and then it'll slow down. And it also kind of revs sometimes when I'm in like at a stop sign. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I'm just driving down the road, it'll continue to go um, at a pretty good pace before I, you know, when I step on the brake, it seems to like slow down again. You know, there's an idle speed control motor that, that might not be working properly, but I would start with cleaning up the the throttle plate and the all of the stuff where the air flows through. There's a, a a mass airflow sensor as part of that, and that stuff gets co- covered with carbon and uh, can really significantly affect the idle and confuse the car as to where the car, you know where the car is really idling. So, I would start by taking it in and having all that stuff professionally cleaned, and uh, at that time, 
maybe you would want them to to scan the computer to see if there's any fault codes that are stored in there. But uh, but I think oftentimes cleaning all of that stuff makes a big difference and and might take care of your problem. The throttle plate and what else did you say? Well, everything relating to the air intake. Air so, intake. Yeah, okay. the throttle plate. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. All right, Janice. Thank you. Good luck with that. And thanks for calling. Janice leaves that line open at 651-989-9226. Uh, we'll grab some text messages uh, to Dan when we come back. 81807. Folks on the line, don't go away. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get you back on the air to answer those questions. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here. With Dan Burns, ASE Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive. Uh, tell us exactly where you're located there. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is uh, covered with snow, but getting better. That's for sure. The The snow piles are going oh, down, yes. aren't they? But uh, 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. We're on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or uh, Jim will be there this morning if you want to give us a call. I'll be there also if you want okay. to give us a call, 651 651- Two two eight one three one six. Excellent. Back to work, Dan. Let's see. Henry is calling from Stillwater. Henry, good morning. What can we do for you? Um, I have a 2004 Buick LeSabre Limited that's using oil, and there's nothing on the garage floor, but now it's down to about a quart every 800 miles or something. Got any ideas? Well, if you if it's not leaking externally, it's leaking internally and probably being burned. And uh, I think that if you ask around, you'll find that a quart uh, every eight hundred miles is probably not worth doing anything about. Uh, you know, that's beyond normal, but uh, but probably not uh, not of concern to where you would want to start taking the engine apart to do some major repairs on it. Uh, if it's not if it's not going through the crankcase ventilation part, if there's nothing defective in the crankcase ventilation, and there's probably not, then it's, uh, it's simply uh, being left, too much of it's being left on the cylinder walls uh, every time the piston comes up and down, and, uh, and it's just burning off. And uh, it doesn't hurt anything, doesn't hurt the car, doesn't hurt the environment. It's, it's you know a small enough quantity where you probably just want to live with it and, and put a quart of or two of oil in it between oil changes. And uh, several manufacturers have issues with uh, burning oil, and they say that if it burns, you know, a quart of oil every 1,000 miles, that uh, they even put it into the normal range. Oh, wow. That, that, that's just normal and, and uh, the way that it goes. So I wouldn't go. do anything about it because the repair is significantly expensive. And, uh, and a quart of oil is pretty cheap. There you go. Thanks, Henry. Barbara is calling from Chaska this morning. Hi, Barbara. Good morning. morning. I have a 2005 LeSabre, and it seems I have a very rough ride on the back end over the bumpy roads now. And service did check the shocks and said they're good, but it's very bumpy on the back end and loud. Is there something besides shocks? Well, there's yeah, there's all sorts of stuff back there. The shocks and the, the, the struts and and uh, <clears throat> physically looking at them is not always the only way to to uh, to check a shock or strut. 
And uh, if you've noticed a significant difference, that's probably what it is. I would I would say probably the, the you know if none of the components back there are loose or broken, and you can physically see that if if uh, that's all been checked, then really the only thing left is that would affect your ride is shocks and tires. If the tires are good, and uh, and not worn out, and then you're probably left with where it's it's the shocks. And I think on that vehicle, it's actually struts. Um, but at any rate, uh, uh, that's probably what it is. And, and that, that's an old enough car that uh, it's probably got enough miles on it that that uh, that's probably what it is. It probably is the shocks that that will need to be replaced to improve the ride. Okay. And Good. one more thing about that is be careful. Uh, do a little bit of research on what kind of shock or strut you decide to buy and replace it with because some of them are a much a much softer ride and more comfortable ride than others mm. so so it's worth the, worth the effort to uh, do the research there you go barbara thanks for the call uh let's see gene is calling from savage with a question good morning gene good morning gentlemen um i've got a question i have a, a 2009 rav4 uh, limited edition and uh, when I put it in reverse, the backup camera, uh, which comes on in the rearview mirror, mm-hmm. comes on for just a split second, uh, like a blue screen, and then it disappears. Is that something I need to have brought in, or is it a simple fix, or, or just cleaning some contacts or something? <laughs> probably not. It's probably, you know, there's a, a module, there's a, there's a computer uh, that, that operates all of that for you. And uh, there's something going on in there. It's like, you know, turning on the TV on the wall. It it turns on for a second and then shuts off. And it's within that component that the problem is. And uh, we have, and, and most any shop would have uh, ways to get into that computer and and uh, see what's going on with it. If there's code stored in there or if there's, you know, problems within there. But uh, we can check that out and see what's going on. And that's what you're going to need to do. You'll have to take it in and get some professional help, and uh, and okay. they'll tell you what's going on with it. So there would be an error co- code then that would be displayed. I'm not exactly sure, in. but something like that. Yeah, there'd, there'd oh, okay. be an error code or or you know some data information that we could get uh, through our scan tool that would uh, tell us what's going on with that. Okay. All right. Thank you. you Very bet. good, Gene. Thanks for the call. Gene leaves that line open. For your car care question for Dan, 651-989-9226. Keep in mind, Dan will be here for about another 15, 16 minutes or so. So don't wait if you do have a question or if you want to just shoot us any uh, text. Uh, that text number is 81807. Speaking of which, Dan, text came in a bit ago saying, My brother used to say that every once in a while you need to floor the gas pedal to, quote, clear out the carbon. <laughs> is there any benefit that you know of to doing that? Oh, I do it. <laughs> you do that? Well, it's fun to wind it up once in a while. Get and, out on the and, highway. And, and, uh, and get things going. And I think there is probably a benefit to that. To, really? To get things moving faster and and throwing things a little bit farther than putting down the uh, down the city streets. I think there probably is a benefit. You know, cars are made to be run. Mm-hmm. And I think they're made to be run at all speeds and under all conditions and... You're not endorsing way over the limit. No, no, no. I want to be clear about that. Yeah, I was going to say, that's your job to keep me qualified here. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah but, so you uh, think that no. does have a, you know, to, some good to, effect? To accelerate it uh, as you're getting on and off a highway, that's good yeah. for a car. Yeah, do, yeah. Do, do do that. Okay, very good. Uh, another text says this. 
Uh, Dan, 2000 Oldsmobile Intrigue won't hold a charge. I want to take it to a local shop. What is the procedure, Dan, you would propose to locate the source of the problem? Well, we have, a, we have an electrical system check that we do that includes uh, testing the battery uh, to, see how, to see how strong the battery is and make sure that it's still capable of holding a charge. Then we test the alternator to make sure that it's putting out the proper uh, voltage and amperage that it's supposed to. And then we uh, check the starter draw, make sure see how much amperage the starter's drawing while it's cranking. And then we check the car for a parasitic draw, which mm. is uh, when you shut the car off, the uh, computers and lights and all of that are supposed to shut off and and zero down to where there's no a very, very minimal parasitic draw, which the battery is capable of handling for a very long time. And, uh, and if something's staying on and not shutting off a computer, a light, or a radio, or something, if something's not powering off uh, in a reasonable amount of time, then, of course, that'll make the battery go dead overnight, and, yeah. and that'll be a problem. So uh, quite often we find that, that there is a parasitic draw, that something's not shutting off like it's supposed to, and, and causing the battery to go dead. Very good. Thanks for that text. I know we have other text messages to get to through here and some phone callers too, Dan. So let's take a quick break here and reminding our listeners, Dan will be here for about another oh, 15 minutes or so. Then the Jack Farrell's wine chat. 35 degrees right here on 830 WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Dan Burns in studio helping you out. Dan, we've got a bunch of callers. Let's try to help those folks out. I think what I'm planning on doing is um, pr- printing out these uh, text messages. I don't want to shortchange anybody, and we'll start the show with them next week. That sounds great. All right. Let's see. Al is calling from Minneapolis. Al, you're on with Dan. Uh, yes, good morning. I have a Kia 2009 Optima, and I had my battery go out, and the battery got replaced. And the next day when I turned the car on, the radio still had its volume controls and stations. My CD player worked, but I have no volume on the radio. Hmm. Huh. Well, uh there's a chance that in changing the battery that the uh, computer got confused. And so the first thing I would do is disconnect the battery and reconnect it. Hmm. And sometimes that'll clear that stuff out and make it happy or, again. Uh, we, I have seen that when the battery or when the uh, radio gets, there, gets a surge, uh, sometimes on the back of the radio there's a small fuse uh, that can blow, mm. and, and unfortunately, the only way to get at it is to take the radio out, if that's what it turns out to be. And the other thing I would do is is check all of the other fuses, because sometimes the radio, you know, it, it'll be more than just a single fuse. Maybe that'll have an amplifier or something like that that's on a separate circuit, and, and maybe uh, maybe there's something wrong with that circuit. But uh, But I think the first thing I would do is disconnect the battery, leave it disconnected for a few minutes, and then hook it back up and, and see if that doesn't cause things to come back to life because uh, quite frequently we see that that, a, yeah, yeah, well, that, 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 that works. It's worth a try. Anyway. Yep, it's worth a try. All right, Al. Thank you. Scott is calling from New Hope. Scott, you're on CCO with Dan. Great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a 2009 Toyota Corolla. It's got about 120,000 miles on it. Never had a problem with the car. 
And all of a sudden, I got the, the engine light went on, and um, I got uh, a, a, it started uh, stuttering as far as the the pick the pickup. Uh, I'd be on an acceleration ramp, and and it wouldn't kick in. And all of a sudden, boom, it kicked in. And uh, but I knew something was wrong. I brought it in. They checked it out, and they said it's an ignition coil assembly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they replaced one of those, put in some new spark plugs, and then five days later, the same thing happened all over again, and they said, well, it could be another coil. So they replaced one of the coils, but they said there's four coils. Do I just replace all four coils at the same time? or? <laughs> that's the question, that, that, and that's a good question because, unfortunately, they're uh, a little bit more expensive than you want them to be. Uh, so... You know that it, it's your call if you should replace all four of them. We do both. We, we, uh, we. Uh, sometimes people choose to replace them all so that they're done with it and don't have to deal with it again. And and uh, and but probably more often, uh, people just wait and see what happens and and uh, and replace one now and and maybe you're good forever, maybe not. So uh, you know, it's a flip of the coin. What's the best uh, thought process on that? And Unfortunately, uh, you know, you're on to your second one, and, and I don't know. Yeah. If they're easy to put in, then I would say maybe wait. If they're really complicated and it's more efficient, more labor-efficient to do them all at once, then, then maybe you want to do that. Okay. So Some ideas. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, Scott. Kevin, calling from Elk River. Kevin, you're on CCO with Dan. Good morning. The question I have is I have a 2011 Silverado, and the check engine light came on. I went in and had him um, check the code on it. One was 8600, and it was U8600. And I replaced a cap, a gas cap on it, mm-hmm. and then it ran fine. And about halfway, like a half a tank, the light would come back on. Then I put gas into it again, and it would go off again and stay off until like half a tank and come back on again. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what that code is, but I bet it has something to do with the evaporative system, which is the uh, the the gas tank the the whole fuel system is supposed to be completely sealed so that uh, vapors don't leak off into the environment and uh, in in the process of testing that there's a whole bunch of different components that are involved and if one of those has failed then uh, it the car of course fails its self test and when it fails its self test it turns the light on and I, I suspect that's what's going on the fact that it's got something to do with how much fuel is in the tank there's a pressure sensor and a whole bunch of things involved in that. So uh, you're probably going to have to take that in and get some professional help because it's a complicated process to either find the leak or identify which component it is that needs to be replaced. But uh, And you should do that because, you know, you, the trouble with the check engine, leaving the check engine light on is that, you know, you know what it's on for now, but, uh, but there's a hundred other things that can also yeah. make it come on. And if your light's already on and something more significant goes wrong with the car, you won't know it because the light's already on. So Good point. Yeah, you should take it in and get that fixed. There you go, Kevin. Steve is calling from Ham Lake with a question. Go ahead, Steve. I've got an 07 Trailblazer with 110,000 on it. Um, if the TPMS sensor batteries die individually or altogether, I don't know that they'd happen at the same time, Will the uh, light go on on a dash? Because I don't know how long these things are supposed to be good for. I'll hang up. They're, they're good for a, a good long time, and it will cause the uh, the light to come on. Most commonly, when it has a failed sensor, the light will come on and flash. And so uh, we have a, a little gizmo, a little uh, sensor reader that we can 
take around to each of the four tires and test them to and it actually tells us the the level of the battery uh, first of all if the sensor's working or capable of working and and also what the uh, uh, what the level of the battery is and all that and all the information on the the identification code for the sensor and all that so we can read that and if it's not working then uh, you know, we'll know that too, and, and the sensors can be replaced. It's pretty simple, uh, pretty simple to reprogram to get them to work to the car or for the car and all that. But uh, but they can be that can be serviced. Again, a reminder to our listeners, Dan, when you come back next week, uh, let, let's get a, a lot of these texts, if not all of them, text messages that folks had uh, were kind enough to send in. Sounds okay, good. we'll start yeah. with that. And here's yeah. one though before you leave. Uh, darn it. He says something else, but I'll say, darn it, Minnesota gas pumps don't clearly identify E85 gas. I unknowingly put a tank full uh, of E85 in my car. Well, it did run lousy. It's running fine now. Has there been any damage, you uh, think? Probably not. And I, I think they, they, if they're not properly labeled, they're supposed to be. So, uh, so beware of that. Uh, uh, that is not good for a car to run it on E85 if it's not built for that. So, mm. so uh, know that. But uh, but uh, if, if you got through the process of burning out that tank of gas and and you don't feel any ill effects, there probably will not be any, be any ill effects. effects. It'll All be right, just let's, fine. Let's hope the, so. I don't think it, it won't damage anything. The car just won't run right. So. How do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's Automotive? You can give us a call at 651 228 one six. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, or come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Beautiful Avenue. Yeah. Welcome back from Japan. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Good to, good to go. Better to be home. Better to be home. Yeah. Always. Yeah. That's true. Thanks, Dan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.